let me encourage you to grab your Bible and a journal. Uh, if you've got a piece of paper to write on, because there's some thoughts that, um, that uh, you will want to take with you from today. Uh, we are beginning a series this morning called Something So Great. And it's from that statement that says we're attempting something so great that it is doomed to fail if God is not in it. And so, so God often leads us to places and allows things in our lives that force us to call on him to call out to him, to seek him like we've never sought him before. And uh, so uh, the, that reality that God works indeed in that way is significant in this passage. So let me read it to you. In the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, and of Judah. So there are going to be a lot of names. And the first is Judah. So let me picture something for you. Uh, maybe this will help. Things like this help me. We're going to talk about three countries for just a few moments. Judah is the one in the south. So think of Judah as South Carolina. This will help, I promise. Rezin, the king of Syria. Think of Syria as Virginia. And Pekah, the son of Remaliah, the king of Israel. Think of Israel as North Carolina. These are just three kingdoms that are kind of stacked on top of each other. Geographically, Syria, kind of where Virginia is. Uh, Israel, uh, where North Carolina is. The kingdom is divided. And now Judah, where Jerusalem is, we would say South Carolina. So they're like that uh, geographically. And uh, so Judah in the south, then, that's where the problems come up. And you'll hear this. Rezin, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, the king of Israel, came up to Jerusalem to wage war against it, but could not yet mount an attack against it. So why would it say they came up when they're north? Because Jerusalem sits on uh, uh, an elevated uh, uh, hill. And so, um, two, when the house of David, just another word to describe Ahaz, who is the king, uh, he is a descendant of David. When the house of David was told Syria is in league with Ephraim, sorry for all the confusion, but Ephraim is another word for Israel. So when uh, Syria is in league with Ephraim, the heart of Ahaz and the heart of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. That is uh, serious. And you may have encountered something like this in your life where it rattles you, where it causes you to uh, uh, become unglued in a sense. And this is what happened. This is vivid imagery Isaiah provides for us. And the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out to meet Ahaz, you, and this is a good one, Shirjah, yeah, your son at the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the washer's field. And say to him, be careful, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your heart be faint because of these two smoldering stumps of firebrands at the fierce anger of Rezin and Syria, Remember the two kingdoms north of Judah and the son of Remalia. Because Syria with Ephraim and the son of Remalia has devised evil against you, saying, Let us go up against Judah and terrify it, and let us conquer it for ourselves, and, let, and, and set up the son of Tabeel as king in the midst of it. Thus says the Lord God, It shall not stand, and it shall not come to pass, for the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is reason, 
Uh, and within 65 years, Ephraim will be shattered from being a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is the son of Remalia. If you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all. So to set this up, you have Judah in the south, you have Israel just north of them, Syria just north of them, Israel and Syria form an alliance, they come to Jerusalem to take over. But this wasn't the first time this had happened. What isn't written in the text is, before this, Israel, Syria have formed an alliance, already come to Jerusalem, they had already carried King Ahaz and prisoners of war off some to Damascus, the capital of Syria, others to Samaria, the capital of Israel. And there was a prophet named Oded. You'll, you can read about this in, 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 in First or Second Kings. There was a prophet named Oded in Samaria who told them, you better let Ahaz go. And they had let Ahaz go back and release some prisoners of war, but tens of thousands died. So this is not something small. This is huge. This is not fantasy. Ahaz has experienced this before. This is like having cancer and it coming back. This is having a wayward child who wanders again. This is one of those problems that is serious and real and it comes back. Now, I love the detail of scripture. And if there's anything you can do in 2021, it's to get in your word. Get into God's word. Because what happens is we get the details set up and we discover that Ahaz, who is the king, is shaking in his boots and so are all of Jerusalem. Why? They've lost loved ones to these folks before. They've, uh, they've had dads, moms, brothers die they know the severity of this so what happens they're terrified how does god respond he shows up he, he doesn't have to because if you go study ahaz he's not your king he's not the guy you want to follow he is not a godly man but God shows up to him anyway. It shows God's great grace. And the Lord said to Isaiah, Go to meet Ahaz, you and your son. His son's name, who goes, is a remnant will return. There's hope in that. God intentionally says, Isaiah, take your boy, whose name represents what I'm going to do. I will save for me a people. This is the grace of God. At the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the washer's field. There are two things that excite me about that detail. Number one, history. God's word is accurate. This is historical. Number two, why mention this? All right, before Ahaz, all the water going into Jerusalem came overhead. Meaning it came through just streams coming in. You could see it with your eye. Ahaz is so concerned about his people that he has already begun building a conduit, an aqueduct, if you will, to get water into Jerusalem because he knows the first thing 
that Syria and Israel will do is contaminate or cut off the water supply. And so God says to Isaiah, meet him there. He's overseeing this project. Meet him there at this place where Ahaz is doing everything he knows to do in his own power to take care of the problem. And so what happens? And say to him, be careful, be quiet. That means Ahaz, stop. Quit doing what it is you're trying to do. You have a God who can do more. Now, I want to talk to you for just a moment because that is not the solution to every problem you face. But it is to the problem you can do nothing about. Um, in this prayer of intentions that will be uploaded, and this is, uh, I prayed through this early this morning, sitting uh, in my dining room. In this prayer of intentions, at the very end, it says, here we learn to wait on God and watch his work more than our own. If you have not already in your life, you will face a problem you cannot solve an enemy too big for you. Syria and Israel are too big for Judah. And so Isaiah says to him, be careful, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your heart be faint because of what? These two smoldering stumps of firebrands. God straight calls out these two kingdoms. They're no match for God. So a simple principle I want you to jot down. Wait on God and watch him work. Wait on God and watch him work. There are times and situations where you need to trust him when your devices will not work. This isn't everything. There are things you need to do at times. But this is a problem he cannot solve. So uh, there is the conversation. And, and Isaiah says, Syria with Ephraim, they've devised evil. We know what's going on. This is what they said. Let's go terrify Judah and conquer it and set up our king. But then, verse 7, if you write in your Bible, underline, thus says the Lord God. And here then is a, just a, Adrian calls them one-liners. Here's a one-liner for you. Satan may have his say, but God will have his way. Satan may have his say, but God will have his way. Thus says the Lord God, you can take to the bank. He was faithful then, he will be faithful now. It shall not stand, and it shall not come to pass. And then verse 8 is interesting. If you read it, you think, what in the world? But verse 8 says, For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is resin. And it goes on to describe the heads of the other nations, uh, of, of the other people. Uh, let me find it. I've got papers sticking together here. And so I'll get to it. Sorry about that. Uh, 
Here we go. And within 65 years, Ephraim will be shattered from being a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria. And the head of Samaria is the son of Remalia. What does that mean? The heads of those nations are those uh, smoldering firebrands. The head of Judah is God. That's what that means. Because the last phrase says, if you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all. And so you can either put your faith and your trust in God. Or you can trust because what Ahaz is trying to do is to establish an alliance with the enemy. He's taking matters into his own hands. So here's my strong encouragement to you today. For that unsolvable problem where your influence is diminished, your power will not fix it. Wait on God and watch him work. Pray. Ashley Davis, I saw your prayer request in our comments. We will pray for Sophie. We pray. We are a praying people. Any comments you see here, pray. And if you need prayer, ask. Wait on God and watch him work. If you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all. Father, thank you that from your word comes a prophet to an ungodly king. And if you, by your grace, would send word to an ungodly king, how much more, by your grace, will you send great words to people who are seeking you, even by this most unusual circumstance today? Oh God, thank you that we can wait on you and watch you work. And as we do, celebrate your faithfulness. Lord, may we tell the stories of how you got us through 2020 and 2021. And may you get all the glory in your name.